everyone. I'm Earl Holland, and this is a special episode of the Sports Refuge Podcast. The Oscars are approaching, and that means a celebration of all things film. Something that tends to get overlooked are the songs of the movies that are just as memorable as many of the movies themselves. As part of a crossover episode with the Movies in a Meal podcast, I joined Ben Penserka and Brad Wilkins in discussing some of our favorite Oscar-winning songs. In this format, we did a fantasy draft selection process of the last 50 years of best original songs, as well as a free agency draft of some of our other favorites that were nominated and didn't make the cut. I hope you enjoy, and we'll be back next time with a special TV-themed song-based countdown chronicling our favorite television show songs. As always, don't forget to share, comment, and subscribe. Also, check out the Movies in a Meal podcast on many of the same outlets where you'll find the Sports Refuge podcast. Have a good one, and we'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Movies in a Meal, a podcast where we're talking about movies and other things while we eat. I'm your co-host Ben, I'm joined by Brad. What's up? And for today's episode, I'm joined by Earl. What's up, Earl? Thank you for having me here. Of course, anything for the pod, father. Yeah. <laughs> but this is kind of our two-part Oscar episode. We just released our predictions for the contest or the Academy Awards, which are going to happen on April 25th. Um, you're going to listen to this on Oscar Sunday on the 25th. But Earl uh, wanted to do an episode that's focused strictly on the Oscar best best song Oscar. So we're going to do that. Um, we're going to have kind of a draft, actually. So the three of us are going to draft five rounds. It's going to be a snake draft. Um, so I have the first pick, and then Earl, and then Brad, and then Brad will get uh, basically back-to-back picks yeah. from the third and the, and the fourth pick. We only picked the last 50 years because we just felt that was kind of a, a good jumping-off point. Yeah, a good cutoff point. Plus, the song that is 71 was a was a pretty good song, too. Yes. So yeah. you'll probably hear it chose by one of us three. So Yeah, so, you know, so we're just dealing with the last 50 years. Um, you know, we're also going to have a discussion about um, some of the nominees who maybe we, they should have won because uh, some of these Oscar-winning songs, um, they haven't held up. I mean, I think the interesting thing about this category, more so than maybe even some of the other actual movie categories, is that this one really does kind of reflect, I think, the people at the time or just like it's popular. It's really popular. Like, you know, the, the, sometimes the best best picture, best director come from a movie that not a lot of people have seen, but uh, winners for the best best song category are actually like chart toppers or songs that were produced and won 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago and still are and remain in the pop culture. So yeah. before we kind of talk about our general thoughts on the, on the topic and uh, this category of Earl, why did you pick this category? What, uh, what was the impetus between uh, from this, the concept? When I thought about this category and this idea we always think about movies and the only thing that really makes a movie stand out aside from the performances of the actors and actresses are really the memorable tracks that come with it. There's always a movie song you can think of. Uh, you can say up where we belong. You think of an officer and a gentleman, or you think of maybe this wasn't a nominated song, but I'm all right. You think Caddyshack or things like that. And I think movies uh, and music really go together. And I think we are big music listeners. We we love music, whatever kind of music. doesn't matter if it's TV themes to, to well, most older stuff, because I, I don't know about you guys, but to me, modern music, I've tried, but it is not really my thing. <laughs> and I feel like that 
movies and music go together and they're synonymous with each other. And that is an overlooked category. I think, I think it also goes the same thing with some of the movies that win best movie. You look at it, they don't hold up, but you think the more popular choice would have been something that, that everybody would agree with, but not always. When you first suggested this, I was like, okay, we'll do it. It'll be fun. You know, cause I always thought that best song is kind of a throwaway category. A lot of the new songs that win, at least my impression where they're just songs that play over the credits. They don't really have any relevance in the song, except they contracted a popular artist to, you know, have uh, to write some music that goes over the credits. But, um, you know, it's interesting to see it when, especially when the songs are integrated into the movie. Um, now, Brad, obviously, this is all new to you, or I mean, yeah. you know these songs, but yeah. kind of like sitting down and, and looking at the actual winners. Yeah. So, what did you think? What did you find uh, over the course of your research? I found that surprisingly, there was more songs that I, I thought I would like. Um, I thought there would probably be maybe five. You could see there's patterns going in there. Like in the '80s, there's a lot of good good songs that didn't win because it was just a stat category. And like in the early late '80s, early to maybe even mid '90s and beyond. Disney ruled the category. So, I mean, and I come upon a number of songs where I didn't think it was made as, made for the movie. I thought it was just made because it was made. Like, for instance, I just called to say I love you from um, The Woman Walker. in Red. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's from the movie The Woman in Red, but I thought he just made that song just for, for, his, for an album or something. I didn't know he made it for the movie. So there's numerous ones that are like that. But I think they tended, as you further got along in the years, I think they tend to try to work in the music more into um, into the movie, try to make it kind of relatable, or not relatable, but make sure that the content of the song kind of matches up the movie. Besides that, I mean, there's there's a lot of good songs on here, and um, there's a lot of good snubs as well. I, I came up with 12. I don't know how many of y'all came up with. Um, and so these are songs that were nominated that didn't win? Yes. Okay. All right, well, I'm sure we'll talk about that after yeah. the draft, and I'm sure there'll be some leftover songs that, by math, I mean, we're only picking 15, yeah. so there's going to be a lot of songs that are left over that you know, are pretty, are pretty good. So, well, I'm going to start it and I'm going to start with a no brainer. Uh, you know, this is kind of like first ballot hall of famer, like sure. You know, we started 1971, so I might as well pick the winner of 1971 as the theme of shaft by Isaac Hayes. Uh, I mentioned before songs that have remained in the pop culture and you know, the theme from shaft, everybody knows that mm -hmm. they don't even know. I'm, some people might not even know it's from a movie, but Everybody could know, knows that song. It's a you know, it's I'm sure it's a karaoke go-to for a lot of people. Just people know that song. Whenever they remake Shaft, you know, we've had a couple remakes now. Like I expect to have that song in there, and if it doesn't, I don't count it as a Shaft movie. It's yeah. just it has to be in there. So yeah. that's my number one pick. It's uh, yeah. Shaft theme from Shaft. Oh, reactions. Uh, honestly, I. You know, it wasn't a song I was thinking of. It wasn't even in my top five. And nothing wrong with Isaac Hayes, but it just wasn't my thing, honestly. Funny thing, it is such a short song. It's just yeah. like barely two minutes, I assume. Yeah. It's not even really, you know, and, and it doesn't really have a lot of vocals. I mean, the first probably 30, 40 seconds is just the intro, the yeah, piano and the guitar and the trumpets. Like, I mean, as soon as you that, it's yeah. a shaft. I mean, you, yeah. you just know. The guitar... Yeah, yeah. The guitar is man, it's crazy. Once you hear that, you know it's it's shaft. There's nothing else you can confuse it with. Yeah, and and once it once he's once the singing stomp, uh, starts up, 
then you start paying attention because when you have an intro that's over like five, 10 seconds, then you try to pay attention to what they're saying because it, it's more impactful. So, and I'm with Earl. I, I do love the, I do love the song. I do love um, Isaac Hayes, but he's, he's not in my top five either. So it's not a top five song for me. I mean, it's a good song. It's just, it didn't make my top five either. So that's fine. I'll, uh, I'll take the pro bowls and uh, <laughs> you know the numerous Super Bowl appearances yeah. and, and uh, conference championships. Uh, I mean, I'm not, my, I'm, not, I'm not going Kuiper on you, Ben. I'm not saying this is a terrible pick. He should have been drafted like in the top and like, uh, like five or six. He should have been drafted number one. I'm not going to go Kuiper on you. I'm not going to go Kuiper on you. That's a good pick. I, I, it's a, I, I will say in consensus, we all dig it. We have the second pick. And uh, speaking of which, uh, Earl, you're on the clock now. So my pick is one that has been redone in a modern setting, has been done for a television show as well. And I prefer the television show version with the original version as well. And it's actually a song I constantly listen to uh, sometimes on my late night things where I'm, I can't sleep and I'm just you know, going through the channels of YouTube. And I told you I was going to surprise you guys. And this singer who, who performed the song while she didn't write it, she was a force in the eighties. She won another, I mean, basically she might as well have part of the, uh, part of the Oscar for, for that song. But I mean, she got a second one too, but I, I prefer this song over the, the most notable song that she wanted for. This is Irene Cara and fame. Fame is my number one song. Yeah, it's an interesting pick. You know, listening to it again, you can tell it's a bridge between two decades. Um, you know, it's a, it's still got a very, like, 70s disco vibe to it. I mean, it's 1980, but, yeah. so, I mean, it was probably written and recorded in 79 or 80. It's interesting because the 80s part is, I'm a little older than you guys, and just through my brother and my sister's like record collection and tapes. I mean, I just really familiar with all these 80 songs. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It's, it's a good song. And another one, just like once you hear it a couple of times, you'll know the chorus and yeah. it just sticks with you. So, yeah. And that synth pop, Oh, that synth pop when it comes through. I mean, it's, it's got, it's got a good disco feel like Ben said, and he's right. It combines both seventies and eighties and it does real well. And you got to give credit to Irene Cara. I mean, she belts that song and, and she keeps in time with the, with the, uh, with the beat because it is a driving, that beat is just driving real fast. I mean, she keeps up real good. So I, I do, I, I do like this song. It was on my board. It wasn't, wasn't in my top, uh, top five as well, but it's a real good song. I think uh, Earl hinted at it, but I think the other one might be one that I would consider. The other yeah. one that she's that that song is my least favorite uh, of that song. I, I maybe it's just I I don't like the movie that that song goes to, and I think it was you know maybe that is typical eighties, and that yeah. probably would have been a Mark pick if he was if he was here. That would have been a, probably a Mark pick. But yeah, honestly, and just talking about fame, I will get a little bit of chill bumps. That song just. I don't know it, it's probably the song for any aspiring person who wants to get into the entertainment field. That song, you know, yeah. you want to live forever, you want to make it to heaven, you want to burn like a burn out like a flame. You know, it it light light up the sky like a flame. Yeah. I, I should know the lyrics. I hear them like a million times every time I listen to them. But that is yeah, the, that uh, song. Yeah, that is the anthem for theater kids everywhere. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, why don't we just go ahead? Because I know we have a lot more to talk about. Uh, Brad, you have two picks. So what's your first pick? All right. Well, well, my top two picks are on the board still. So I'll go ahead and um, I'll start off with my first pick I'm going to take. It's a very it's a good song that's got a good story. And it's just and despite the singer, it's it's a real good um, song for like underdogs. It's got a good message to it, even though the song and the beats a little bit more. I don't know. It's 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 less tame than your usual like underdog type song. So um, 
And it's, it's going to be an odd pick, I think, for, for me. But I, out of all the songs I listen to, this is probably my number one. And that's um, Lose Yourself, uh, Eminem, 2002. Hmm. So That was surprising for, from you. You know, you're, yeah. not, you're not the biggest hip-hop guy. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's, my, uh, that's my first pick. So Earl, you have some reaction? And then I'll go. The song that is used for, especially in the mid-2000s, for every athletic montage there was that everybody... But it's it's still it's still so good though. I, I agree with you. It, it can be overplayed a lot, but some of these songs can be overplayed as well. But I do love it. Earl put the nail on the head. It is the uh, one of the staple stadium anthems. Yeah, I remember I flipped on Comcast Sports and that, and it was like the hype video for like the 2002 Washington Capitals. It was just like, oh man, we've broken through like <laughs> hockey and hip hop together at there the time. Go. I was like, oh okay, that's a that's surprising. So yeah, that's the one that I like it, but um, I feel like just be personally, maybe just a little overplayed because of that fact, but it's still a strong song. And before I, I let Earl or I let Brad uh, pick next again, um, I would just say my favorite thing is the meme was it Pope bars where they had a picture of the Pope and he looked like he had a mic. This is, this is not good for radio, but he had a mic and he was like, because he was talking, he was like this. Yeah. And then they had some lyrics from, <laughs> they had some lyrics, they had the they had the Eminem lyrics. Yeah. It was like Eminem and then it was like a Juicy from Biggie, you know, it was just, it, it was great. It was great stuff. So. Not a, not a, not a, not a meme for radio, but, yeah. uh, you know, still good. Okay. So. You'll find it. If you, if you look up Pope and uh, lose yourself, you'll probably find it somewhere on the interweb. So that's right. like the Pastor Yoda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. All right, Brad, you have another pick. So I do have another pick, and this one is one of the more recent ones. So um, it, it ties up well with the song, even though the movie has been done, what, four times, I think, all together. So um, uh, this latest version, I like it's I am a sucker for a duet, especially when it's a guy and a girl singing together. It's just I'm a sucker for those. I have like probably 10 of them on my list. So or how many there is, but um, on, on my on my draft board. So so this one was number two on my draft board, and it's uh, Shallow, uh, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, 2018. Another surprising pick because you hate romance, and I, you know we're we're gonna kind of force you to yes, because we're, we're gonna force you to watch we're gonna force you to watch this movie, Keith and I, for your yeah. edu- for your movie education. Yeah. But you, you picked this song. I'm surprised you didn't because it was overplayed. Overplayed. Yes, and we all got sick of seeing the same. Stars Born trailer and all the movies they watch in yeah. all the movies we watch in 2018. Yeah. So I'm surprised. This is a surprise, but no surprise pick for Brad. I think. Yeah, it's and also I just I love the stripped down of it. I mean, it's it's just it seems like it's just like acoustic guitar for especially the good beginning part of it. And then then when the, when the chorus starts in and Lady Gaga sings the hell out of the song. I just gotta say. So it's it's I I I, I do enjoy it. And yeah, I, I seem like I have uh, my top few of are. The ones that tend to be overplayed, but I, it's just, I love the two songs. So it's just, they're, they're real good songs. Well, well, I, I assume this is probably going to be the only time a, a song from a star is born is going to be on this list. Um, <laughs> other than that, I, I heard the tail end of the song when I was working the radio station where, you know, where I would do weekend air shifts and I wouldn't even listen to the song. I just hear like the last 10 seconds and you know, it's an offensive song to me. I, I, uh, it's a song it was not going to be on my list. And I assume quick question. Have you watched the other three of stars borns, you know, since the movie's been made over and over. I have, I, I well, I haven't seen, I didn't see the first one, but I saw the one with Judy Garland and I saw the one with Chris Christopherson and 
and uh, Barbara Streisand. So, I mean, the story is pretty much the same. It's just the music. So, uh, so about 2040, there's going to be another Stars Born. Sure, it'll so. be with um, it will be with Blue Ivy, Miley Cyrus. And, yeah, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. It'll be it'll it'll be like Blue Ivy and like Jaden Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so oh. I had this one as a consideration for sure. Um, I think I mentioned it. I like when songs are actually integrated into the movie and, you know, there's a whole scene basically where they literally just kind of make this song up at the spot and, uh, you know, it works. It worked. It became the theme of the movie basically. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately probably like the go-to song for a lot of like piano and like singing recitals, even though it's a really hard song actually to sing, I think. Yeah, it so. is. It is. But yeah, and 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 the Oscars, they just they just love picking love songs. So it's like I'd say eighty five percent of them are probably love songs. So and that's all to to Bradley Cooper, who obviously is not a musician, but uh, yeah. he sang the song and uh, he did. He did decent. He did, he did I mean, good. you know, well, he was good. He was good. Yeah, so. it's hard to match up with Lady Gaga. No, and they and they, and they and they and they they match up real well. Their 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 vocals they 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 integrate real well. All right, so I believe Earl is up now. Earl, you're on the clock. I have one song from the 21st century on my list, but that is not yet. That's still on my draft board, but that is not my second pick. My second pick is honestly. Uh, one we mentioned a little bit earlier, the 1984 winner, I Just Called to Say I Love You by Stevie Wonder. When I first heard that song, I think of the episode of The Cosby Show where he they're all in the studio with him and he's playing playing the keyboard and doing all the funky sounds, like asking Rudy what a giraffe sounds like, and then he just starts going into the whole song. This whole movie was basically a Stevie Wonder soundtrack, basically, because Woman in Red and, uh, of course, the main song that won the Oscar it was in a very set category too. Honestly, looking at all these, any of them could have won. It, it was a it was a crowded field, and maybe it was just it divided up divided up the rest of the field. That was because all these songs that are in that category against all odds by Phil Collins, Footloose by Kenny Loggins, Let's Hear For the Boy by Denise Williams, Ghostbusters, they all could have won. And for this to pull out a very crowded field. That is my pick, and honestly, that's probably one of the go-to 80s songs that's not a Whitney Houston or Michael Jackson song. Yeah, this is, um, not to switch sports metaphors, but, you know, this is like the like 1996 draft or, you know, the 2003 NBA draft, 1996, uh, uh, 84. I mean, this is like Hall of Famers, like from top to bottom. You mentioned it too, Earl. Uh, I think Against All Odds by Phil Collins is a really good song, actually. I was listening to it again this morning, and uh, it's it's very solid. So I think a year earlier or a year later, it wins. Yeah. Just a solid, solid year. And you got a lot of those in the 80s, a lot of solid years. So, All right. I think I'm up next, correct? Yes, you are. Um, I'm going to stay in the 80s. I am going to stay with, uh, you know, you, you mentioned like duets, Brad, but I'm going to go with uh, I've Had the Time of My Life, Dirty Dancing, you, you know, uh, Bill Medley from The Righteous Brothers, and uh, gosh, what's her name? Jennifer, Jennifer Warnitz, uh, I think. Uh, Jennifer Warnitz, yeah. Warnitz, I believe. Yeah, who actually sung another Oscar-winning song uh, just a couple years earlier with uh, Up Where We Belong from an Officer and a Gentleman. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, again, it's a great song. It's in the pulp culture forever still. I'm a big fan, obviously, and I would say don't go with the standard version. Go with the 12-inch mix, which is another, like, it adds, like, another two and a half minutes long, which... Uh, 
includes a you know a, a sax solo and uh, uh, some other stuff but because i think that's the one that's built into the actual dance sequence at the end with a dirty dancing you just play it and then you just know what's going to go down i mean it's just yeah. a great song and uh, r.i.p r.i.p patrick swayze of course yeah. and jerry orbach and all the other people yeah I, it's a good pick man i did have it on my um i did have it on my big board it's um it's just it, it, like you said i'm a sucker for a duet and their voices uh, mesh so well. I mean, they do, they do do a great job. So, and I mean, it's just the music works behind them. I mean, and it adds to the final scene. I mean, it, it adds a lot to that final scene of the movie. So, and you know, it won, and that's another category. There's a there's a couple songs that I like. Uh, Earl, you know that I'm, you know you know that I'm a big fan of Beverly Hills Cop and uh, Shakedown. Yeah, from uh, I love I love Bob Seger. That, yeah. that was nominated and. Uh, yeah. Uh, nothing's gonna stop us now. From mannequin, uh, yeah. shout to Kim Cattrall yeah. um, and uh, and uh, Drew McCarthy, Starship, right? I think. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna say R.I.P. Uh, Meshach Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Known. Hollywood. Yeah. Earl, what do you think? You know, solid song wasn't on my list, but yeah, now when you think of that song, it's more like vacation uh, <laughs> things like Jamaica or Las Vegas and things like that. <laughs> it's basically become how those songs from the 60s are now songs for either like E-Trade or for like uh, Viagra or something like that. <laughs> wow. That's pretty much that's pretty much how the song is being used in marketing now. It's yeah, being used yeah. for its other other than its intended purpose. That was a song that every time when I was playing Honda Campus All-Star Challenge, that bonus would come up. We'd have to name the artist who did the song, and we could never get either one. We could never get Bill Medley or Jennifer Warnes. We never could get those. And, you know, again, it's funny because Jennifer Warnes, she she sang two Oscar-winning songs in, like, five years. So, all right, so... Ben is up up again. Oh, shoot. Yeah, back-to-back. Oh, gosh, maybe my... Maybe my picks won't. Uh oh. No, no. I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go. With maybe my only Disney pick. It's uh, from 1991. It's Beauty and the Beast. I can't say it's really a trendsetter because The Little Mermaid was probably the first. But, yeah, yeah, but I think this is like this is one of the ones that they just went on. Disney went on this run, and every time a bit a big time Disney movie came out, you knew there was gonna be a pop version of whatever song it was gonna be. You know, it was gonna be Beauty and the Beast. It was gonna be a whole new world. It was gonna be something like that. Yeah. And I, I think I might have spoke before because we were talking about um, James Ingram. This is a song with Peebo Bryson. This is yeah. Celine Dion and Peebo Bryson. Yeah. I was going to say, which one did you want? Did you want the Angela Lansbury version or the... Well, uh, Lansbury, sort of, the Lansbury one is the one I think that actually the won, but yeah. the actual like cultural significance. And obviously yeah. they, they remade it a couple of years ago with John Legend and Ad, uh, Ariana Grande. And that, that's yeah. fine. As much as um, I think, I, I, I think most people probably relate the Celine Dion and Peebo Bryson version yeah. to, instead of the yeah. Angela Lansbury one. But it, Angela Lansbury does a pretty good job. And the soundtrack's so. a banger. And even, even the songs that... You know, we're nominated like be our guest. I mean, I you know Jerry Orbach from Law and yeah. singing that. You know, so good stuff. But you gotta, I, if you gotta have a Disney song on there, and that I mean, there's a lot to choose from, and we could all different ones. They're all Hall of Famers, but uh, I'm just gonna go with. Uh, I'm going to go with one of the originals with uh, Beauty and the Beast. Solid choice. Again, when you started saying Disney, I'm like, oh, this could be any song, and, yeah. and I have a few on my list. So. Uh, yeah, I was glad it was not any of the other three that I have. Basically, you know, the rest of my draft are Disney songs. So, yeah, honestly, yeah. People, Bryson, who is a part of a couple of Oscar winning songs as well. And Celine Dion, no, no slouch herself when it comes to Oscar nominated and Oscar winning songs. Yeah, perfect combination. But I, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's 
It just wasn't going to be on my song. Yes, and I do think of Angela Lansbury's version a lot more uh, when I when I think of that song. And again, you can't go wrong with either one. Who, who know Mercy wrote could sing so well? So, I mean, she was a trained singer. I mean, wasn't she in like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? I keep no, uh, Bad Niles of Broomstick. She, I think she was nominated for some a uh, Tony for Mames. So I think she could really, uh, I think she really could sing because you know Tonys are basically you know. Yeah, but I mean that you know that soundtrack again uh, is a banger. I mean, there were they had three songs that were nominated for uh, for an Oscar that year: "Be Our Guest," "Bell," and then "Beauty and the Beast." Yeah, and then you had "Hook," and then probably one that's partial to uh, Brad. Uh, Brad likes is uh, "Robin Hood," "Prince of Thieves," "Everything I Do I Do it For You," <laughs> and Brian Adams. Yeah, don't don't worry, you might hear that name again. So Brad's first movie. Yeah, Brad, my first movie, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Baby so. Brad, baby Brad learned how to tie shoes and then went to Robin Hood. Prince there you go. <laughs> there you go. It's PG as, movie, I think. How yeah. old were you? You were like uh, I was, six? I was old enough. So. <laughs> I was old enough. I have parental oh, guidance, so it was it was fine. You're gonna be and if it was and if it was suggested, it. that's all that matters. Earl, you're up, bud. What do you got? Ah, uh, my movie. This is the first of three Disney movies, so you know. Uh, well, uh, three Disney-ish movies. This one, it's a surprising. It's the only one from the 21st century that is on this list. And the emotional tie to it is really what what was the big thing. After watching the movie and seeing it, I mean, and, and seeing it played three different ways, it, it still has the emotional tie to it. And I'm not, cons- I don't consider myself a big, well, I can't say that. I am a big softy when it comes to certain songs. But the movie, the song that is the... My number three pick and my number three draft pick is from 2017. It is Remember Me from Coco. It's a good song. Yeah. Very good song. Yeah. Very good yeah. song. You know, I was listening to it again this morning. I hadn't heard I hadn't heard it in a while. And I was just like, damn, this is a good song. I think your draft board's gonna prove it, but you know, why did Disney win all the time is because they hired the best people. They hired the best, most talented people to do it, to make up these songs. And of course they're gonna be good, and of course they're gonna win awards because they're getting the best. They're getting the best and the brightest at, at their prime time. But shout out to Robert Lopez, one of the probably youngest EGOT winners, too. Uh, I think he won it for, I think he got his EGOT with Let It Go and in 2013. And you know, like I said, he's a, yeah, he might be the youngest before John Legend. He still might be younger than John Legend in getting the EGOT. But that, I mean, that's a solid song. And and, and I got to say, if Keith was probably here, he would probably take this either number one or two, I would think. So He loves Coco. Yeah, he, he loves Coco. So that's that's what I'm thinking. He probably, it probably, if Earl didn't take it, I'm sure it probably would have, Keith would have probably took it. So. All right. I think it's the first of Brad's back-to-back picture. Yep. Now, this one is going to shock you all because I think it's not really hidden, but I'm not the biggest Disney fan in the world. But I'm going to continue the Disney trend here. So oh, wow, this will be three in a row. This will be three in a row, maybe four. And I'm going to go with one that you probably, you all would probably not think. I'm going to go 1995. I'm going to go Colors of the Wind. Okay, that's not the one I expected. Uh, uh, this not is expected. I'm going to go the Judy Coon version from the movie. So it's it is a beautiful song. I think it's every time I listen to it for some reason. I don't know if it's just the the imagery of the song, how they kind of just mesh the words together, or just the the orchestral backdrop and just it rising. But I get goosebumps listening to this song. It's honestly, I think it's probably 
for my opinion, probably one of the best Disney songs they've, they've, they've done. And that's saying something for me because I'm not a big Disney fan. I, it, like I said, every time I listen to it, it gives me goosebumps. So That was like in the middle of the Disney run, right? I yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, they're dominating. Uh, I, when I think of that, I think of uh, Vanessa Williams' song, oh, yeah. a version yeah. of it. And it's, yeah, solid movie. That would have been a song my wife would have probably picked, knowing that. I mean, but there's a million Disney songs, so that probably would have been maybe on the top of her Maybe it would have made a top five. I, I know uh, Pocahontas is one of her favorites, you know, one yeah. of her favorite movies. So, and, and and I do love the Vanessa Williams version song, but I don't know what it is. It just sounds, I don't know if this makes any sense. It, sound, it sounds too smooth for me. Um, it's just, it just tends to just flow. And the, and, and the Judy Kuhn version, it, it tends to have a little more, I don't say believable, but it just sounds, it just sounds better to my ears for some reason. Well, so. I mean, the same as what we were talking with Angela Lansbury, it's usually either it's the people who are actually voicing the character or yeah. someone who kind of sounds like them. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, Vanessa Williams for that, or again, the Celine Dion, uh, Peebo Bryson, or any of the cover pop covers from the last 20 years from that Disney includes. It's just because that's a studio thing and it's not, again, it's not occurring naturally in the movie, right? I mean, yeah. you're hearing, you watch Beauty and the Beast and you spend uh, 90 minutes listening to Angela Lansbury. So when she sings, it's natural. Yeah. And then, so it's like, suddenly if someone's taking over, it just kind of, it feels a little weird. It yeah. feels like someone else. Maybe, is maybe, like, maybe that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. All right. I guess you got another pick then. I do have another pick and I'm going to change it up a little bit because this is not the highest on my draft board, but for where it's at, I think it's pretty good. And I, I, I like to have... I'm a big fan of realistic songs. Like it's it's a song that kind of bases itself on realism to an extent. I'm gonna go 1993. I'm gonna go Streets of Philadelphia by Bruce Springsteen. I mean, it's just Bruce Springsteen and um, not many instruments behind it. I mean, it's just him talking and the video. I mean, you see him walking down the streets of Philadelphia, and I just it just and it's another one that I think connects well with the movie for Philadelphia. Solid song. <laughs> not on my list, but solid song. Yeah, you know, I never really realized. You're right, Brad. It is pretty simplistic. Uh, it just has kind of the, the drum beat, the yeah. kind of like drum machine beat, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe just a couple other things. And it's just, yeah. And that, yeah, I remember that video. It's just him. It's just one continuous shot of him just walking and, mm-hmm. and coming across different people. So, all right. So you just had your back-to-back picks. Yep. Right? So okay. where was up? My number four pick, uh, Back Into the Disney Well, again, this is, it's, it's a crowded one. Like we said, the 90s was basically – Disney all the time with the exception of maybe one or two and those crossed over well three or four and those crossed over with either it was Madonna or Celine Dion but this one is 1992's winner Aladdin a whole new world Alan Menken basically is one of the guys who has so many Oscar nominations and 14 as a composer and he this is one of his four that he won Uh, a lot of the other nominations that didn't win it, it you know when i think of the song there are so many different versions there's the version from the movie there is people bryson and i can't think of who it was uh, in the in that version but I, honestly that version is probably the those two are the preeminent versions when you think about it i don't count the one in the remake that occurred a couple of years ago i was slowly outgrowing i think in my mind outgrowing a lot of disney movies by this time i'm nine so really the last you know, this is probably near the tail end, which is like Hercules, where yeah. where I was, what, 14. So it's, it's uh, Peebo Bryson and Regina Bell. Yeah. 
So, ah, now I get Regina Bell, and I can't think of every other time I confuse her with Denise Williams on the Family Ties team. But and uh, and also shout to the the kind of in-house version is Lisa Salonga, who's Filipino. So shout yeah. to Lisa Salonga. There you go. And, and the dude that played Steve on Full House. Oh yeah, ah. shout out to that guy. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to the dude. Personally, me, I like never had a friend like me. I'm not sure if that's the name of it. I I because I love like, it's just called friend like me. Friend like me. So I, I I love Robin Williams though. So I mean, I'm I'm kind of a little impartial about that. And and it's more of a talk than a song, but I, I do love it. But. Hey, yeah, and I'm surprised had that any other year. And had they picked the other song from the Bodyguard, would probably would have won. That was not nominated. Uh, Whitney Houston probably could have won that one over a whole new world if they put "and I will always love you" as the number one, but they never nominated it. So yeah, well, problem is it's not an original song. That's uh, Dolly Parton. So so yeah, it, 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 it honestly it was probably the best song of 1992. Just unfortunately, it wasn't an original song. That's the song that you immediately think of when you think of the bodyguard. Mm-hmm. I guess that's key. So I got two picks. Yeah, right? now you got two picks. Okay, so, so this is closing it these, out. These, yeah, these will be your final two. Just going back, I hadn't realized it in my research. How many, you know, the Bond movies are nominated more than I would think. It makes sense because the Bond song is actually one of the few movie songs that you anticipate, you know, like, oh, you, you're excited. Oh, who's doing, uh, who's doing the Bond song? Yeah, who, so. who's doing the Bond song? Oh, uh, you know, uh, No Time to Die. Oh, Billie Eilish. Okay, they're going to have that. Um, oh, I remember when Goldeneye came out and it's like, oh, Tina Turner. Okay, yeah. wow, that's a good one. There you um, go. Of course, you know, Shirley Bassey with Goldfinger and Diamonds Are Forever. I mean, we could do a whole episode, and I think we probably will. We might draft Mark and just doing a whole episode on Bond songs. Yes. There's a lot. There's 25 of them. But I'm going to go with, like, one of the uh, the new classic ones on probably from one of the probably the best Bond movies, especially the Daniel Craig era. So I'm going to go with Skyfall from Adele. I don't know. It's just kind of, you know, she kind of channels those earlier Bond songs of just kind of slow... You know, she's got the, obviously she's got the chops to sing, to really sing it out. When you hear Adele sing and you're like, it's a Bond song, you're like, okay, everything makes sense. You understand that. So that's me. That's me. That's a, that's my number. That's my number four pick. Solid. A Bond song. I feel like, I feel like that it couldn't be complete without a Bond song, but I don't have any Bond songs on my list. So yeah. Thumbs up on that. This was the song I was debating between this and Streets of Philadelphia. So um, definitely a good one. It's definitely my top five. So, um, and I mean, it's just this, the, 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 the melodic tone just going through it and Adele just belting out words and songs and just it, it does have a lot of um, it does have a good Bond uh, bon intro music theme to it. It does a great job with that. And it's just and it also has it does, to an extent, if you listen to the lyrics, it does tie into the movie. So it's definitely a good one. Definitely one of the the better ones, especially this era. So I, this is my final pick, right? Yep. This is your final pick. So I'm going to go back and just maybe strictly for the joke of it, but I really do enjoy this song. And a big part of it is because of Michael Clark Duncan, because of the outtakes. <laughs> and <laughs> Talladega Nights of Battle, Riggy Bobby. And that's going to be Last Dance by Donna Summer, or as, as, as Michael Clark Duncan said, uh, Donna Summers. Because, yeah. uh, you know, sometimes I just like to, Dress up like Donna Summers with the dress and the heels. It's I love it. Last, last dance, <laughs> last chance for love. But you know, I mean, it's it's it is definitely of its era, and I think we could agree that the '70s pickings are slim. At least the songs that have relevance and are still good in the 2020s. And uh, you know, I think this still does. I mean, it is it is a. Uh, 
when you do a time capsule of disco songs, you're gonna put this song in there. And uh, but it's still a great song. That's it. I'm gonna close it out with that. So I got. Now I guess we'll recap what our actual draft is once we come yeah. around. But yeah, that's me. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna hang up, and I'm gonna listen. Yeah. Because we didn't really establish some of the parameters, right? We didn't say you have to pick a song from each decade or unlike unlike a fantasy draft, it's like we're not drafting positions. We're like, oh, you know, I don't have a you know, I don't I don't have a up tempo song, I don't have a yeah, a, a ballad. It's just our it's it really just accounts for our, our personal taste, really. So uh just songs that we have enjoyment of. And there's a bunch that I mean we'll talk about the ones that uh, maybe they'll get drafted you yeah. know, and some snubs. So I, I do like the pick. Um, it's, 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 I dare say it's probably an iconic song um, and, a, and, a, and a little known movie too. Um, uh, so I think it's what thank God it's Friday, I think. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's most people don't know this, know, know the name of the movie or what movie it's in, but they know Donna Summer and they know the song. All right. Earl, I believe you're up this time. My next one, honestly, your last it one. goes on oh, my last one yeah. uh it goes to the decade of the 90s because like i said before i only had one that was in the 21st century this one teeters on 20th and 21st century this is the this this artist has had a couple of nominations before and i think this might have been the first that he actually won this is 1999 you'll be in by heart by phil collins for tarzan kind of doing some research this afternoon i was like damn this is a good song like yeah. i mean and we've already talked to probably more than anyone has talked about against all odds uh, <laughs> in the history of the world in the yeah. last 25 years but to quote um jack donaghy earl you know do i like phil collins I have a heart. I have a two years and a heart, don't I? You know, yes. <laughs> yeah. right, what do you think? I think it's a good song. Um, it's it's one of the better Disney songs. It's like towards the tail end of their. Dominance. Yeah, it's the tail, tail end of their dominance. So when they get to the switch the to the century, so um, to the new century. But it's a, like I said, it's a good song. And Phil Collins, he deserved to win. So it's definitely good that he got it on here. So like Elton John deserved to win, and he got one for um, like a Lion King movie uh, song. Can I feel the love? Can, can you feel the love? So I got a little gripe with that, but we'll, we'll go off of that. So, Brad, you're gonna close this out. Yeah, I'm gonna close it out, and um, it's it's a tough one because I really love the song "Glory" by Common and John Legend. It's a very powerful song. Uh, 2014, I, I do really love that. So, and I love me some Joe Cocker, and I, I really am tempted to choose up where we belong, but I'm gonna go with a different type of thing here. I need a song from the 80s. I do not have a song. I don't believe I have a song from the 80s on my list. I'm going to go with one that I know Earl's not the biggest fan of. I'm going to go with Flashdance, What a Feeling, uh, by Ian Cara. So it is a very upbeat song that's, uh, it, it rises in the end. And I mean, it's, it starts off slow and I am a big fan of a, a song starting off slow and then just picking up beat at the end. That's why I love Southern Rock a lot because most of their songs, they start off slow and then when that guitar solo kicks in, you know that it's getting ready to play pick free up. Bird. Play Freebird. There you go. So um, so I, I really love that. And um, matching in with the, um, with the with the movie, it does a really good job just showing her uh, the upbeat dancing and all that. Plus, 80 synth pop. I mean, what can you say? So that's that's the, that's going to be my pick. So you're very lucky, Brad. I almost picked that. That was, that was almost my last pick. <laughs> if you did that, I probably went with up where you belong. So Earl, what what is it about? What is it that uh, makes the song not your jam? I think it's part of a movie that I think is very overrated. Flashdance is overrated. I honestly, I still think this is her inferior song compared to to Fame. Fame, honestly, because. Fame comes right out and hits you. This, 
I know, Brad, like you said, you like the slow, the slow ascension, the crescendo. I, I just couldn't do it. It's okay. it's too the whole movie and the whole thing. And just sort of like, yeah, I can I can do without it. I don't hate it, but I still feel like that fame is Iron Kara's uh, superior song. And it's and fame is a real good song. I like it. It's it's I think they're like one and one a for me. Um, I, I really do like fame, but I just um, I think just matching up with the just the dancing in the background, I think, and just having all that matching in with the movie. I think it's a pretty good song. So, Brad, do you want to recap the board? Sure. Quick, and then we'll, we'll talk about just our do you general go, thoughts. Do you want to go pick by pick or do you want to go by person? Um, why don't we just go by person? Okay. So Ben had the first pick and his five songs were uh, Shaft for his first pick, Isaac Hayes, 1971. His second pick, which was pick six, was um, I've Had the Time of My Life, uh, Bill Medley and uh, Jennifer Warren's, uh, 1987. Snake pick, his third pick, was uh, Beauty and the Beast, pick number seven, Beauty and the Beast. We're going to go Peebo Bryson and Celine Dion, 1991. Next one was uh, his last two. Uh, pick 12 was Skyfall, Adele, 2012. And uh, 13, his last pick was Lance, uh, Last Dance, Donna Summer, 1978. Earl had the second pick and he had uh fame by irene cara 1980 he had then had pick five which was um i just called to say i love you steve uh stevie wonder uh, 1981 84 excuse me and then he had pick eight and he had uh remember me uh from coco there's a lot of artists so uh, i know benjamin bratt was mentioned there's like five or six artists i didn't write them all down but uh 2017 so earl at 11 uh his next last pick was a uh, whole new world I uh, put down Peebo Bryson and Regina Bell. I think that's the one you wanted, right, Earl? So, yeah, either one works. Okay, uh, from Aladdin, 1992. And then um, the last one, was his last pick, pick 14, was um, You'll Be In My Heart from Phil Collins, as, uh, 1999. My first pick, number three, was uh, Lose Yourself, Eminem, 2002. Uh, my pick four was uh, Shallow, Bradley Cooper, and uh, Lady Gaga. Then my next pick at pick nine was Colors of the Wind, Judy Kuhn, 1995, uh, Pocahontas. Next pick after that was Streets of Philadelphia, Bruce Springsteen, 1993. And my final pick, pick 15, was uh, Flashdance, What a Feeling, Irene Cara, 1983. So I gotta say, Brad, um, yours is the most important, just hearing what I know about you and your musical yeah. taste, that you have the I would not have picked any of those songs for you. If you listen to my rant, that's probably coming up here in a few minutes about how the Oscars could have gotten everything so much better. My top five were not actually winners. They all were nominated, but did not win. I'll start with you first, Earl. Out of the out of the winners that we did not select, um, do you have any other kind of like honorable mentions? Winners only? Uh, Under the Sea. Under the Sea is a good one. That's pretty much, looking at the list up to 1971, that is it for me of the winners that I think were really good because the other ones either I wasn't a fan of or yeah, that's pretty much it. I guess if you say my heart will go on, that's like a stealthy pick, but is yeah. it really a stealthy pick? Cause you know, it it's like one of the most noticeable songs in the history of music and movies. I said, I'm a little bit older than you guys. And some of these songs, I think I'm, I'm influenced a little bit through my, the taste of my brother and my sister and i remember them having kind of the sheet music for piano for some of these songs including against the odds by phil collins uh but also arthur which is from you know the 80 the 81 winner yeah i don't think i would have picked it but i think i mentioned off air take my breath away by berlin yeah. if, I, if if you need to establish quickly that's in the 80s 
you just play the first five seconds of that in a movie and we we automatically understand what time era we're in so yeah. you know that's a that's a really good one there's a bunch of uh disney stuff i forgot about when you believe that that's a good one too and that's not even a disney movie it's 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 a movie that everybody keeps thinking is a disney movie but isn't well for for honorable mentions if we want to go that way um i've got two that were in my top 10 that weren't picked uh and i mentioned them uh already glory uh common to john legend 2014 i really like it's a very powerful song it's got a good backbeat and they they, they mesh well together uh common to john legend they kind of inter with each other real well and uh of where we belong, uh, Joe Cocker and Jennifer Lawrence. It's they just Joe Cocker's just got that grisly voice, and then Jennifer Lawrence just powers in, and they mix up well together when they do. It's just 1982. It's a great, it's a great song. But and I know Earl mentioned Undersea. That'd probably be another one. And my last one, and I probably would get uh, lambasted by my family, especially my uh, my cousin's children, if I did not mention this. But it's a very overplayed song. But um, it's it's a song that a lot of younger children love, and that's uh, Let It Go. Uh, from uh, Frozen. Uh, I don't know the year. It's 2013. 2013. So it's 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 not my favorite. I would definitely in, in a million years not have it on anywhere near a top list for me. But I have to say it because I would probably get attacked by my my cousin's children uh, next time around. I, not even like a maybe like an honorable honorable mention like 13. Honorable mention, 15 monologues, but yeah. I do like the Ellen John song that won last year, or I guess in the last Oscars, Rocket for Rocket Man. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I think you're used to the slow Elton John ballad for the Oscar winner, but this one's actually upbeat. So. Yeah. And actually, there's one more I missed, The Weary Kind. It's uh, Ryan Bigham, uh, 2009. I did not even know about this song when I listed it for the for the uh, for the research on this, it's a song that hits you pretty good. I mean, it's it's very minimal. It's guitar and him. It seems like so. Um, I really love it though. It's it's a good song. So that's my last time we'll mention. Before we wrap things up, since we are talking about Oscars, um, Earl, do you have any do you have any picks for this year's Oscars, the twenty twenty one best original song? Yeah, I will go since I have not heard any of them. I'm assuming that. One Night in Miami, which pretty got pretty much got snubbed in every other category. I think Speak Now will will end up winning uh, for the song. I mean, but nothing would surprise me if it was a Eurovision song. I don't know if it's that Eurovision movie song, which when I think of Eurovision, I always think of the 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 video on YouTube of the guy with the saxophone playing the saxophone to the song. You know, the, the one that the meme that is the meme with uh, Gandalf in the pipe. Yeah. That song, <laughs> yes, that's the song. Now, if that song was uh, an Oscar one, I'd, I'd I'd vote for that all day. Yeah, I I think I agree. I think Leslie Odom Jr. because I, I don't think he's not going to win the Oscar uh, for acting this year. He's nominated, and um, it's only nominated for like, like uh, best screenplay. Um, but it's a good song. It's a good song. It's a very quiet song. I kind of like "Hear My Voice" by Celeste. That's uh, on the credits over the. Um, over the credits for uh, the trial of Chicago Seven, it's also another strong song. And Brad, I, I know you didn't pick uh, officially for the other ones because you're monitoring. Uh, do you have Do you have a, a choice though for this one? I'd probably go speak now as well. I think um, like it's basically what you said. I agree with. I don't think he's going to win an acting nod, but he should win. But I I think Fight for You also might have a chance too. That's a good uh, song. Yeah. Good. So I mean, there's there's three real good songs that everybody knows of. It's that one from, uh, it's uh, Speak Now from One Night Miami, Fight for You, Judas and the Black Messiah, and uh, Hear My Voice, Charles Chicago 7. So um, I think those three are probably strong candidates. So I don't have the odds in front of me, but those are probably probably the three favorites. So Well, 
if you're curious about any of these songs, um, Spotify, some people have created a, a Oscar winners list. It's not 100% comprehensive, but it has most of the songs. I believe it has all the songs that we picked uh, here today. There's also another list that has some of the nominees and the winners. And then there's another list, smaller list, that just has the nominees for this year and maybe some also rants as well. So, um, and also when this comes out and you're listening to it on that Sunday, April 25th, there should also be a playlist that we're going to create that compile our 15 picks and heck our, even our honorable mentions and all that. Yeah. If you want to throw that in there too. Well, that's like 12 honorable mentions. <laughs> well, I mean, playlist, you know, it's, uh, you, it's good to have a long playlist. I mean, uh, yeah. I, in fact, when I click on a Spotify playlist and it only has like seven, 10 yeah. songs, it, I'm a little disappointed actually. So I think we're going to wrap this episode up. Uh, Earl, where can they find you and all that stuff? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at the Earl Holland and of course the Sports Refuge podcast at the Sports Refuge on Twitter, on Instagram at Sports Refuge Sports Blog, and on Instagram at the Earl Holland, my personal one, and on Facebook, of course, Earl Holland, and on Facebook, the Sports Refuge Sports Blog. And next episode coming up is actually we are well, when this episode runs we are going to finally release the one that we worked on a while ago the tv theme countdown which will be chock full of songs and playlists on spotify of course they might not be the actual version they might be inferior you know remake versions of most of the songs and i'll find a way to get some type of uh hundred thousand dollar pyramid slash dmx uh <laughs> variation R- on the rfc dmx yeah uh, maybe smile maybe smile by dmx brad says keeps not here do yeah. you want to do the plugs well let me see if i can uh, substitute for keith uh, you can email us at uh, email us at movies and a meal o- movies and a meal og at gmail.com uh, you can find us on twitter at movies and a meal you can also listen to us on apple Podcasts, stitcher spotify iHeartRadio, radio anywhere else uh well, basically wherever you can find yeah a podcast there you go there and uh please rate and leave us a review We'll take any review, but we. Uh, but if you really like it, please let us know. So. Yeah, we actually got our first review this. Uh, I don't know this week, so uh, thanks, Kelly. <laughs> there you go. That's yeah. So Earl it was great talking. I know this episode yeah. has been in the works for a long time, and we've been talking about it for a long, long time now. So, yeah. and we just kind of figure out when to have you have you back next. It's been almost a year. We never got around to it, but since you mentioned for the Oscar podcast, uh, you know, we should st- we still need to do a little shop of horrors retro review. I think uh, so. It's because it's a it's a it's a good movie. It's yeah, it is. Movie, so oh. yeah, and especially a movie with two endings that normally most people haven't seen for almost thirty years. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to talk about the two different endings as well. All right. So for this episode, uh, I want to give thanks to Earl and uh, shout out to his podcast. Yeah, but- thanks for coming on, Earl. For, uh, Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Uh, for this episode of Movies in the Mail, I'm Ben. Brad. Peace. All right, see you.